the world that is all corn state braves football as they get ready for homecoming 2021 big red grambling state university rolls in the town for a two o'clock kickoff it'll be on espn plus we'll talk all about it a little bit later on we'll kind of recap the uapb game go over some highlights with you and we'll talk about that game some things definitely to clean up and we'll talk about it with Braves head football coach Fred McNair. You can join the conversation. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-348-7254. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio, and on Facebook as well. Facebook just got back uh, going after being down for most of the day. I think Facebook's back up now, so you can uh, send a question via Facebook. Charles Edmond, a lot to talk about, a lot to impact, a lot to uh, unpack, and uh, we'll get to it all coming up after this timeout. We'll be back in one minute here on the Braves Sports Network. Alcorn State University. COVID-19 has changed how we stomp the yard and feel the beat. How we stroll. How we step. How we show our pride. Now it's time to take the first step that lets us get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts. As COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may have questions. Is it safe? Should I get it? Is it free? It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts about COVID-19 vaccines at GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. To the Fred McNair program. Glad you could join us here on the Braves Sports Network here on this Monday. As we look ahead to Grambling State University, we'll look back at the week that was Braves football. Look ahead to Grambling State University and talk about the swag. A lot has changed over the last 48 hours. Grambling pulling off a huge upset over Alabama A&M, Mississippi Valley getting in the win column. Texas Southern getting in the win column. Florida A&M beating Alabama State. It's going to get interesting in the conference, I think, for the next seven weeks as we go down the stretch. You can join the conversation at 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-348-7254. And I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. And you can also send a question via Facebook. On I'm Charles Edmond on Facebook. Glad you can join us however way you might be checking us out, watching and or listening. Facebook just got back up within the last 45 minutes. And we also, as a backup, are on YouTube as well. So you'll be able to check out the program on several different platforms. Our producer on the radio side, Jamario Brooks. Our producer in-house on the video side, Cedric Tillman. And Braves head football coach Fred McNair is here. Coach McNair, good to see you, man. How you doing? It's a pleasure, Charles. Uh... Missed you last Monday, but I know you have some business to take care of back at home and get a chance to go back and see how, how, you, how your parents doing. I think that was a great thing for you, Charles, and uh, I commend you for that thing that you have to go back and see mama. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to go back and see her, man, so let's make sure that uh, we're taking care of them. There's mothers and there's mamas. That's which right. is, is, is there, there is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, just this last couple of weeks, I, I have to admit, I was kind of out of pocket, you know, just – 
because you're used to football every week, and we've had two bye weeks, Coach, in the in these first few weeks of the season, and we got seven in a row coming up starting Saturday. So get the rest hydrated and try to recoup because uh, the grind's about to start. It is, Charles. The biggest thing is that, that we got a chance to – to get some rest and get some of the guys back that we're going to need and uh, still working on a few guys that we're going to need in the stretch too. So um, it was a great, great week for a bye week for us. Uh, we had some guys down and uh, the biggest thing is we get those guys back uh, this upcoming week uh, in terms of playing. Uh, don't know how much they'll play because they're not in shape as well as they should be, but uh, at least they're coming back. Yeah, and, and just trying to get some guys healthy. I mean, we've talked about it, you know, everything happening. You know, this this team this was banged up a bit the first part of the year. And, and you're right because, you know, hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? Uh means in terms of uh, those hurt people that's out tends to hurt the people that continue to play because they have to take so many more reps. Uh, during the course of practice and, and during the course of a game. So, you know, hurt people hurt other players as well. So uh, just getting that fixed, Charles, and I think that we we'll, should be on the pace to, for this downhill slope uh, going into the rest of the Swag Conference. And I got a chance uh, when we talked about our trainer situation, I, you know, when the name came up, I got a chance to see him at practice for the first time today. And I remember he's, a, he's as tall as I am, almost, uh, you know, just meeting the trainer for the first time, just talking with the team. And, and the players were definitely glad, you know, just, just to get that going and just to be able to do some other stuff. And that's the biggest thing. We have a we have an all-court trainer uh, charge and uh, what we have in, in Rob Young um, to do the things that we need to get done. And, and specifically just to get – uh, all sports back on the back on the right track uh, in terms of getting healthy and and doing things in terms of getting them back on the playing circuit at the right time. Um, you know, all sports got a lot of people injured right now and a little bit hurt, uh, but you know, hopefully, you know, this will help in terms of getting the, getting the players back, the student athletes back to back to the playing surface. And this is a busy time. I mean, basketball practice is officially underway. Basketball season starts in about a month and a few days from today. Uh, you got softball conditioning, baseball, brand new baseball coach, of course, football. You've got uh, soccer. You've got volleyball. So there's a lot happening uh, these days. It is a lot in terms of uh, all these sports, Charles. And the biggest thing is that uh, we need to just make sure that we are uh, taking care of these players. Uh, in terms of uh, make sure they're hydrated and make sure they're getting their, their proper uh, training uh, to get back to the plan surface, as I said. You know, so uh, it's going to be a big help for us to, to get things rolling as all these sports will continue to, to pile up. Speaking of piling up, hopefully we can pile up some wins here. we got seven in a row. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride with seven straight games starting this Saturday against Grambling. Before we look ahead, our first conversation with head coach Fred McNair since the UAPB game and coach two games obviously in a in a five day stretch South Alabama and coming out of that game short week of work getting ready for UAP uh, for UAPB and I tell you what that second half was about as well as we could possibly play in coming back from 26 to 7 down but that first half that's about as bad as we could possibly play <laughs> offense defense special teams nothing went right as they say from the door you know the biggest thing i want to do commend the the, the fans the organized the alumni for their major support in both of those games down that stretch, Charles. South Alabama, the Alkanites and alumni, they showed up. The fans showed up. Uh, the Pine Bluff game, they was there. Uh, Coach Thornton stayed after the um, after the game um, that Thursday. And uh, he said he talked to some people from Pine Bluff, and he said they thought we had about 10,000 in the stand, the way it sounded, uh, during the course of that second half. 
Uh, but you know, just to commend the fans and and their support um, in this in this program means a lot to these young men that playing this game, Charles. Um, you know, we have to bring our own energy. You know, without a band, without cheerleaders, um, you know, we have to bring our own energy. And so the guys kind of kind of get 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 hyped behind it. The fans that are screaming and the things they're doing. So I really want to appreciate those fans that that showed up for those two games, and. Um, and it was unbelievable uh, the way these kids performed in the course of those two ball games. I heard a coach say a couple of years ago, "Byog, bring your own guts." That's exactly right, Charles. And, and, and it was a gut check for us uh, in the Pine Bluff ball game. Uh, you talk about everything that could possibly happen happened in the first half uh, that went wrong. Uh, offense, defense, special team um, could be the worst half of football I've been a part of. Um, and for to go into halftime. Uh, down the way we were, and and just for those guys to show the character and the, and the guts to come back and fight that second half was unbelievable. Um, somebody asked me, what did I tell the players, you know, at halftime? It wasn't no big speed, Charles, and I, I told them that we gave them peanut butter uh, sandwiches and, <laughs> and some oranges and, and watered them down real good, and I just told them the worst half football yeah. we ever had. Um, so let's go out and let's make these last 30 minutes. Uh, let's do it right. Yeah. So they did that, Charles. They responded very well uh, to this coaching staff, and that's what we like about these young men. They never get, they never get nervous. They never get down uh, because they believe in themselves and what they can do in their, in their effort and playing. And just all they did against Pine Bluff. Obviously, some things to work on. I'm sure you've been working on them the last you know couple of weeks. But it started off with a 65-yard kickoff return that put them in good shape right off the bat. Yeah, and then we, we talked about that. And that's some stuff we worked on for during, our, during the course of the uh, the bye week. And I told the coach we need to work on this week getting all corn right, uh, our program right, uh, and then we get to we get to Grambling, um in the next week. So uh, just the special teams part that we did some live stuff during the course of special team. We moved some bodies. Um, our special team added some to it uh, just so we can get the job done. I think that personnel-wise that hopefully this will fit into what we do um, and making sure that we're doing the right things as far as the kicks and everything like that too, Charles. So um, ball placement is a big, um, is a violent part of, our, of what our special team can do. And uh, and just to have that ball put in the right place, it carries the whole weight of the, uh, of the, of the people that's covering. And so we did a lot of stuff this past week and off week to kind of fix that. Well, we were down seven to nothing. That sixty-five yard kickoff return set up Pine Bluff's first score. They are up seven nothing as Crossley with a touchdown. And then on our first drive, we started at our twenty-six, and then Felix Harper's pass was intercepted by Farmer, and he scampered, you know, thirty-two yards for a touchdown. You know, talk about that play. Out on the edge there, Harper trying to throw it out to his right, and Farmer stepped in the lane, jumped up, caught it, and scampered 32 yards. Yeah, he did. The, the, the defense van peeled off and, and didn't rush and, and fell right into it, Charles. And, uh, you know, and Felix knows that that's, that's his fault. Um, get the ball up where it needs to be. Um, it won't have, That won't happen, but he understood that, and um, we just had to just keep fighting, trying to get the offense going. It was 14 to nothing at that point, and then, you know, it was 17 to nothing. Did, did you talk about not being rattled or panicked? What did you say, or did you say anything? As you just saw these scores pile up early: seven nothing, fourteen nothing, seventeen nothing. No, I mean, the biggest thing is, Charles. Our fans know we got to move the ball, and then, you know, just telling Coach Fred, just keep working, keep working. Uh, it'll break through, you know. And uh, Coach Thorne, just just hold on. We'll we'll get this offense rolling. So just being able to to slow those guys down the way the defense did kind of help the offense till they got to get rolling. Um, 
I know you don't make any excuses, but the the fact that we played two games in 12 days, I'm sure you got back from Mobile at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5, somewhere in there, just my guess, but short turnaround time, tough game South Alabama, short turnaround time for Pine Bluff. Would you say that? And I know you don't make excuses, but can that be accounted for the slow start just to – the, the short turnaround time. You know, the biggest thing is in the offense, we always try to start fast, and, and that's what we always try to do uh, during the course of each game and start fast and in terms of getting off to a great start offensively and getting the, getting Felix in a, in a good rhythm uh, to where he can just kind of manage the game as a quarterback. But I wouldn't say that had anything to do with it. So I think we just made some mistakes that, that we shouldn't have made. Um, and I think that they, they, they made us pay for them. Uh, so we have to get that straightened out, and I think we did this course of, of the bye week. We were able to respond after being down 17 to nothing. Harper to Pringle for 26 yards. So that got us going. Coach, we got on the board, uh, four plays, uh, 40 yards, and it was 17 to 7. It did, and that kind of gave us a little spark. And, um, and you know, just the idea of just scoring, um, you know, in the first quarter kind of helped us out a whole lot uh, in terms of uh, what we need to be uh, going into the second quarter. So it was 17 to uh, 7 at that point. And then Pine Bluff got a touchdown in the first quarter. Skyler Perry to Wilkes for 35 yards, and it was 23 to 7. So we tried to settle the game down a little bit, Coach. We had him behind the chains, second down and 11, second down and 8, uh, second and 6, second and 9. So we had him behind the chains, but let him off the hook. We did. We did. Uh, got behind the defender, and, and there the pass go for a touchdown, Charles. And, uh, uh, if anybody knows it, you know, they, they know that we kind of get deeper than the deepest um, in that coverage. So it was 23-7 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. Boy, Palm Bluffs jumping out fast at the end of the first. We'll take a break here. We'll try to take some calls and some text and tweets as we roll along. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-348-7254. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio, and I'm on Facebook, Charles Edmond. Boy, a wild week in the SWAC. Wild weekend in the SWAC. I think this is just only the beginning. We'll take a break. We'll be back after this. Time out here on the Fred McNair Show. Um, can I get the now bar, please? One dollar. Have a good one. Got it. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Let me get a now bar. Sure. One dollar. Appreciate you. Got it. Don't worry, the 74 people were picked before me in the NFL draft. To fight childhood obesity, United Way and the NFL are helping kids play at least 60 minutes a day. Okay, time for the team obstacle course. Yay! What this place needs is more healthy kids. To get involved or... The Fred McNair program here on the Braves Sports Network on this Monday. We'll have a Grambling preview later. Interesting week in the conference this past Saturday. And, Coach, when you're not playing, you get a chance to look at some of the other games uh, around the league. And uh, interesting uh, Saturday, to say the least. And I think it's, it's going to set the table for an interesting and probably a wild finish to this season. And, 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 and you're right, Charles. You know, you go down and look at uh, FAMU and Alabama, and Alabama State play. Um, 
bam, you get a shut out there, and then you come back and you look at uh, Grambling and uh, Alabama A&M, and um, Grambling come back and and just just won that ball game. So there's a big thing happened, you know, in the conference. Then Mississippi Valley uh, upset Central in the final seconds. In the final seconds. So um, a lot of interesting football. So uh, got a lot of, long way to go. Got some games um, slate. And so we just got to pull this thing together and, and make a run for it, Charles. And I think that we're capable of doing that now and uh, making sure the young men is in the right position to, to win ball game. As we look at the second quarter, Coach was 26-7. to They added a field goal, 26-7 to at the break. So we, that second quarter, it could have just really got away from us. But we held them to a field goal. How important was that? We were down, but we, we really didn't want to get down anymore. It was just 26-7. And that was big, Charles, from just, just to score a field goal there in the second quarter uh, because, you know, Bama don't break. Defense, they, they, they didn't break. So um, they did a great job of not letting them score more points there in the second quarter and just able to hold them down to three points in the second quarter. That was really big uh, for us, Charles. You, you talked about the speech, very little speech at halftime. It was, it was. I let the coaches uh, kind of make their adjustments and what they need to do in terms of the second half. And, um, and great staff make adjustments to, to come back out uh, and be more uh, on the positive side uh, than anything um, in the way they operate and, and execute. Uh, I think they did a great job making adjustments that need to be, be made uh, offensively um, and defensively, Charlie. How was how was those halftime speech like? Is it is it all you or just all the coaches in there just kind of get their spiel? How how was the halftime speech? So the first thing goes, Charlie. When we go in, uh, I let the coaches have their own group um, and just talk to them uh, briefly about things they're gonna do the second half, um, and then we'll we'll bring them all together, and I'll say my my little two cents and. And, um, two cents or twenty yeah, cents? Two cents. Uh, <laughs> just, two, just two cents. <laughs> I say my little two cents and uh, and let the guys go. But it was good. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people think that I really fussed at the young men, but I didn't. Uh, I just talked to them a little bit and and just told them you know, it was probably far the worst half that we could ever play, and everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah. And uh, so we have thirty minutes to make it right, and I think they took that thirty minutes and made it right, Charles. Definitely an awesome second half, and uh, we'll get into it here in a moment. But let's go to the phone line, 601-877-6595. I think we have Gwen on the line, I believe. Gwen, good evening. How are you? Thomas Batman, how you doing? I'm doing well. Coach McNair, I just want to commend you on an excellent job with the team and your staff. Keep up the good work. Go, Brad. Thank you, Ms. Gwen. I appreciate you. Thank yes, you very sir. much. Thank you very much, Gwen, as uh, as she calls in here. All right, so, Coach, the second half, and I think it's it's important, a game like that, 26-7, to 7, you're kind of – it's either a point of no return. You know, you get down 33-7, to 7, it's tough. But if you get a score, you're back in it, and that's exactly what we did early third quarter. Talk about that drive to, to get us back in the ball game. It was a good drive, Charles. Uh... And, and, and the kid responded well, you know, coming out the second half. And we needed that. Uh, we needed that, Charles. You know, get the ball in the second half and take the ball down and score. That, that's the energy that we need. All those 10,000 fans that was there, we, we needed every one of them. So, uh, and that got, that got us going, Charles. And, and um, just that drive there itself uh, helped us out. But it started 
on a uh, on a fumble as Kinsler, who had a big day defensively in, in, in that game, came up with a fumble, and that set us up at the 38-yard line. Yeah, that is correct, man. I tell you, the defense has been creating turnovers uh, throughout this whole whole year, Charles, and, and that's what they strive on. I see them working in practice every day. It's something they work every day in practice um, is, is stripping the ball and creating turnovers. So um, Coach Torn does a great job of getting those guys to work and um, and create turnovers, so, and that was big for us. So with that touchdown, Nico Duffy seven yards out. It was 26-13 to 13 at that point. But then Pine Bluff scored on a punt block, Coach. And we talked about special teams, and we'll kind of get into it as we go along. When we gave up the 65-yard return, I think they averaged 36 yards per, per return on kickoff. So they had good field position there off the kickoffs. But then the punt block that was recovered by Fleming. Talk about that play. Well, the biggest thing is our shield, our shield didn't stay together, Charles. And, and what happened was when, when, when the guys came in, some guys take certain angles to certain shoulders of our shield. And what happened was the, the, the left shield uh, just whiffed. He just whiffed. And, uh, and the guy came in and made a block. If he just stay up and just hits him, he won't get blocked. But he just whiffed the guy. And, um, and he was able to come in and, and get that block for it and score for a touchdown. So that made it uh, 32-13 at that point, Coach. But then we come right back as uh, we get a touchdown. Pringle, 60 yards on the touchdown. So he came right back, Coach, and was 32-19 to at that point. Just able to get behind the defender's charge and uh, and do what Pringles do, you know, and kind of slippery and get behind them and, and score that touchdown for us. So that was big. That was 32-19. And maybe to me, Coach, and get your thoughts on this, maybe the turning point in the game. Pine Bluff with 3.45 left, and got the football. First and goal at the Braves, three. And fourth and goal, they decided instead of taking the three, they went for it, and it was an incomplete pass. Now, as it turns out, as we have a chance to digest it a little more, Doc Gamble did admit that his kicker was hurt. Um, and so in that situation, he went for it. That's the reason a lot of people might not have known until he said it uh, maybe last week that his kicker was hurt. But, you know, that incomplete pass on fourth and goal from the six, I thought that was a huge turning play in the game. Charles, I, I credit the defense for, for every bit of that, Charles. Not not to matter whether they're going to kick a field goal or not, but holding them guys four downs on the six-yard line, uh, that was a big stand for us, Charles, and that, that meant a lot um, to those guys on that side of the ball. And I commend them for the effort that they put into a first and goal on the six-yard line and holding four downs. That was that was a big-time stop right there. Yeah, actually, first and goal from the three. I mean, what what made that standoff so special? Because, I mean, they, they go up they go up there, Charles. It's kind of tough, uh, tough for us now. Uh, but that stand right there showed the character and, and the commitment that defense had in making that stop, and, and they did a good job of doing it. Then we got the football at our own six-yard line and went right down the field. Felix Harper's touchdown run made it 32-26 to at that point at the end of the third quarter. So, again, Palm Bluff had an opportunity to maybe, you know, make it tough for us. We get a defensive stand, and then we come right back offensively, and we go 94 yards to get back in the game. And we sustain drives like that, Charles. That's, that's big time. Uh, uh, you're talking about seven play, 94-yard drive, Charles. It's, that's just show what this offense is capable of doing when they're on and, uh, and what they're capable of doing uh, in the running game and passing game as well. So uh, just to sustain a, a seven-play, 94-yard drive, that's big time. 
Uh, we had a second and seven, and you know Bowler had a big game on a second down and seven, a second and four from Palm Bluffs eleven, and then that's when Felix Harper got the touchdown. So 32-26 at the end of the third quarter. We'll recap the fourth quarter coming up here. We have another phone call. Kermit calling in. Good evening, Kermit. How are you on this Monday night? Charles, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Good, Kermit. All right, so, so I, I just got a statement for Coach McNair, but I'm going to say this first. Wasn't nothing wrong with his kicker. He was just trying to embarrass us. That's what he's <laughs> Okay. But, uh, Coach, what I want to say, Coach, in, in, in life, you know, a lot of times when there are problems with things, you can focus on yourself and, 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 and hurt others. But I have to say, you have so much character, Coach, how you've held things, and, and you're not speaking just for the football program. You're speaking for all of athletics. And I just want to say that, Coach, you just make me feel so good how you're speaking up for athletics, and, and that's all I wanted to say, Coach. And I just really appreciate the character that you're showing. Keep up the good work, Coach. I appreciate you, Cameron. Thank you, Kermit. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll look at the fourth quarter. We'll talk about what we can expect here as far as Grambling is concerned, some things to clean up, obviously, to get ready for Big Red and Grambling as they roll in here fresh off an of upset over Alabama A&M at home. Who would have saw that one coming? I certainly <laughs> didn't. But it, this is the swag. You never know what to expect. So we'll talk about the fourth quarter and how we made that comeback and got the lead and sewed it up. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. We appreciate Gwen and Kermit calling in on this Monday night. We'll be back after this. If I could go back and change it all, I would. I, would. I think I'm going to miss you the most. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe it's just a little more. Go back and change it all. I can go back. I would. But I can't. and uh, it was kind of back and forth, 38-33. And uh, that fourth quarter is just absolutely amazing. A, a frenetic finish, a defensive stop. Uh, and then at the end, Coach, we we made it happen. And as we grabbed the lead, 39-38 uh, late and sewed it up there. But then Harper, the bowler, 69 yards. Uh, that, that made it a one-score game, Coach. And I thought we were able to get the running game going. And you know, one of the adjustments that we made, I thought, in the first half, Harper in the pocket, but then you spread the pocket. Harper was able to find running lanes and was able to find his receivers as well. Well, yeah, too, and I, I think that Nico Duffy showed uh, showed a, showed the character he had in running the football inside uh, too as well, Charles. You're talking about uh, 23 carries for 144. Uh, it says a lot about him and the things that he can do with the ball in his hand. So, um, you know, and on the other side, you know, the biggest thing is that, that we kept the established running game. I think that Coach Ratton, Coach Ratton is committed to that. 
um, the things in the running game and, and also as well and uh, and what personnel we used in that. And um, just big games out of the receivers as well, Charles. They they made some um, terrific catches and big, made some big plays. The defense really had to cl- close the door in the fourth quarter. Palm Bluff got the football with 3.01 left at their own uh, 25-yard line. And for fourth and seven at the Braves, 48, and uh, Skylar Perry's pass incomplete and, and completed a heck of a comeback. So offense, defense stepped up in the second half, and that's why it's a four-quarter football game. Yeah, you got to play four-quarter, Charles, and I, like I got to tell the guys, the last 30 minutes is don't, don't even matter now. It's just what you're going to do um, in this next 30 minutes of football. Uh, and I think they did a great job of stepping up, and like I said, the defense really, really bowled the neck in and, and made some plays and created some turnovers uh, for us, Charles. And, um, you know, we, they had – five farmers and we, we they lost four of them yeah uh, so in terms of that uh what we can do um is we have to take credit ball on offense as well and i think we did a great job that we had a farmer but we got it back uh, but the biggest thing is that you know penalty wise we just got to be a whole lot better on penalties and um third down conversion I always talk about third down conversion and i'm not a guru child but fourth down Nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody knows. I watched a lot of NFL games this weekend. I saw a lot of fourth down conversions. So I'm not afraid to go for it on fourth down. No, no. We, 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 we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Was it Fred McNair, the uh, riverboat gambler, like uh, Rod Rivera? Are we are we looking at that? <laughs> no, but it, it, it I guess what, what really impressed me was you just, once the doors opened up and once we got back in the game, you kind of felt like we were going to take this thing. I mean, just when you got in that fourth quarter, the long drives, it was Braves football in that middle third, all fourth quarter, the defensive stop. You could you sense that this was going to be Braves football the last 20, 25 minutes of the game, and we we're going to find a way to win and win the game. Child, that 10,000 <laughs> 10, fans behind us, man. I'm telling you, that energized you guys, man. They, I tell you, that fan, the fan base there was – it was phenomenal, man, and they got these guys going. Like I said, we have to make our own energy sometime, and, and that fan base brought the energy. They brought the energy charge to us. And it's just amazing when you have the fans behind you. I mean, when you're on the road, tough environment, but when your fans are there, it, it really provides that extra boost. Well, that, that's exactly right. I, I look at some of the games now uh, that have been played. I watch film, and, and look in the stands. You can see the stands. I mean, there's nobody that's throw games. And, and, but all Corn State University, we're going we gonna to travel. Yeah. Uh, we got them all over the country. Yeah. So we're going to be there. Well, it's, it's the bottom of the hour. We have another call coming in here at 601-877-6595. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. The text line's been blowing up. We'll get to some text coming up as well as we break down this game, turn the page, get to the texts and tweets, and we'll look ahead to Grambling. Bottom of the hour, Cedric Foster calling us from Tallahassee, where Florida A&M just took it to Alabama State that was pretty bad if you're a Bama State yeah, fan. It, it was it was pretty bad, I must say. Good evening, Mr. Foster. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Uh let me coach, I wanna give you uh you and the staff a shout out. I think this Friday is coaches day. And I wanna <laughs> just say uh continue to do what you do. You're doing a fantastic job. Uh I wanna commend you uh Wife and I, we drove down to Mobile for that game, and uh, I, I just couldn't believe that it took an hour and 20 minutes to get that thing started. I thought that was a great idea to take them uh, 
inside the locker room and because I, I know the guys was they were ready to go. They were ready to go. And I thought that was a good move. And uh, that Arkansas game, I, I wasn't worried. I just kind of felt that we was a second-half team, and I just knew we was going to come back. But, Coach, I do have one question I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing that uh, with, with HBCU football and other universities, you know, some of the kickers on kickoff, they're not putting the ball in the end zone, you know, like the NFL, like the NFL players. And I noticed that sometimes on those kickoffs, the guys are taken at the maybe at a 10, maybe the 15-yard line, and they fair catch it. And, decide, and so it'll go out to the 25. And I just wanted to know, I know we did that a couple of times too, and I just mm-hmm. wanted to know what, you know, what is, what's the deal on that? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up and listen. Yeah, actually, go for it. Actually, actually, the first kick was supposed to be a so supposed to be an end zone kick, uh, 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 Kermit. But I mean, Mr. Foster. But we just didn't get all of it, and uh, he missed it and put it in a place that it shouldn't have been. So we always try to aim for the end zone. He can kick it in the end zone um, uh, too, as well. Uh, but a lot of times, he, when he misses, it, he misses it real bad. Uh, but he's been working on that during our course of the off week. So I hope we got all that fixed for this Grambling week. All right, Cedric Foster, we appreciate you calling in from Tallahassee. Good to hear uh, Cedric Foster's voice. Well, Coach, let's look at the game here. Let's go inside the numbers. Felix Harper, I think he had maybe 50 yards passing in the first half, threw for 368 over 300 yards in the second half, three touchdowns and a pick. Just talk about how he was able to hang in there. Well, the biggest thing is he, he got a big heart. Uh, Liz Thatcher with a big heart, Charles, and, and he want to do everything the right way. And I think that's what makes him overcome the struggle he had in the first half, uh, just going back out and just making it right, uh, finding open guys and, and making completions and getting in a rhythm. Uh, we talk about uh, the staff to, to, to get him in position to, to be in a good flow of the game. And I think that's what we did the second half and, and being able to come out and get him in a good rhythm. We'll be talking with uh, Felix Harper on the pregame show at 1.30 on Saturday. The running game, Coach, I thought the second half, Braves football, 143 yards rushing the football, led by Nico Duffy. And uh, you really you know, made a concerted effort without uh, Stafford Anderson yet again. And we'll talk about his status going forward here in a little bit. But uh, Nico Duffy, boy, he was a load, wasn't he? It was a load. Uh, he's a big load, all 166 pounds of it, you know. So uh, he's a big load. Like I said, he's a, he's a small guy with a big heart too, Charles. He can run the football as well, outside in between tackles and all. So, um, But he's committed to what he's doing, and, and uh, do, he did really well in pass, pass protection. You can't believe he had about like seven knockdowns. Um, uh, on linebackers and defensive ends. So that just show what kind of heart and character he, he have. And the running game is just so stout. I mean, we didn't have Stafford Anderson. You talk about Duffy, uh, Leatherwood. Just talk about him getting him some more touches. Or it's just, it's only one football. There's only so many players you can you can get those touches to in the backfield. That's right. We got we got a lot of guys uh, in the backfield, Charles, that they're going to get some touches. Uh, like I said, it's just only one football. Um, you know, Leatherwood, he's a, he's a, he's a freshman. Um, been doing some great stuff for us. Coach Boo's got him down to, to where he can, he, can, he can really play. And so uh, commend him on that, uh, getting to where he can just come in and, and, and spill us over when we need it, uh, Charles. 
You talk about throwing the football, what Felix Harper is able to do. Two receivers with over 100 yards. Give us the story behind the Vanderbilt transfer, C.J. Bowler. I mean, we know what Pringle can do. He had 126 on four receptions. I mean, he's he's been money. He had a couple of touchdowns. But Bowler, 151 yards on five receptions. And actually, that was his first game back, uh, Charles, since the uh, Central game. Uh, we didn't get a chance to play him um, in the uh, South Alabama game. Um and in and, and charge in the Northwestern Western game. Uh, so he did a great job of coming back off his injury and making some big plays for us and um, needed addition to the receiving core right there. So uh, you talk about five catch for 151 um, and the longest is 69 yards. So he did a great job of catching the football for us and going to be a great receiver from Vanderbilt. Actually, he's from, um, from down in Purvis down there uh, in Mississippi, down in Hattiesburg. Um, on the special teams front, you have Bo Plan, uh, five punts. Let's talk about where you are with him at this point in terms of punting the football. Just coming in, Charles, and, um, you know, we expect the big things out of Bo Plan and, and you know, <clears throat> getting his average up to where it needs to be. I think uh, some of that can be minimized. We convert on third down. You know, we can cut some of that putting out. You know, if we if we, we convert on third down, but he's doing a good job for us. Uh, ball placement, uh, some he missing, but just just the consistency part uh, that we're missing it with him because we know he can punt the ball. Manny Jones, three kickoff returns uh, for 105 yards there, averaging uh, 35 yards uh, per return in that category. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, coach. Uh, Kayron Kinsler with 12 tackles, Cheerless with nine, Juwan Taylor with seven, Solomon Wise with four. And we did uh, have some injuries on that defensive side. Edgeton, we'll talk about him coming up. So give us you know, your thoughts on Kinsler and the job that he did leading the team with uh, 12 tackles. I call those guys a thumper, Charles. They, they can bring that hat. And Kinsler, he can really bring that hat down to you. So uh, he's doing a great job, Charles. He's a real, real, real quiet player. Uh, don't talk as much, but uh, we, we make him captain every week, so he have to talk uh, <laughs> during the course of pregame meal. So uh, last pregame meal, he said, I think y'all just make me captain so y'all can hear me talk. <laughs> yeah. So he, he's doing a great job. No guys on defense, um, Cherry Loose, uh, those guys, the linebacker core, Coach Thornton and uh, Coach Matt Brown doing a great job with those guys uh, in the linebacker core, man. They're they very fast and, um, and doing a job for us, you know, up front. Um, we got the guys up front, defensive end, um, Korean, uh, just doing a great job, Charles, um, in, the, in what they do up front. And speaking of up front, Felix Harper, for what he did, was sacked six times. What do you got to do to clean up uh, that area? Because Gramlin's going to bring pressure. I saw that definitely on Glass, and Glass put it on the ground. Glass threw some picks. So Gramlin got the pressure up front against uh, against Glass. What do we got to do uh, as far as protection? Are you worried about that? We, we, we got to clear up the protection. Um, we got to get up, clear up the protection, and, and I think that's going to help a whole lot uh, in terms of what we're doing up front, Charles, and identifying where we need to go with the line. Um, and also, too, him holding the ball a little bit too long, too. Um, you know, Coach Gray don't teach that. Uh, to hold the ball, so we, we get the ball out on time and uh, make sure we're throwing it in the right place, but I think we just going to make sure that we clean everything up up front. Uh, hopefully we'll have Joy back this week, um, our starting center, uh, but he won't. He probably won't start for us, but um, just, give him some, just give him some more reps in, uh, in terms of him coming back this week. How important is that? Okay, we talk about protection 
or sometimes like thereof. But how important is that center position in the grand scheme of things of protection? It's big time, Charles. I mean, you have to identify the mic, backer, and, and which way the line slides and which way the man side is. Uh, and I think that's a valuable spot. It's almost like a quarterback, Charles. You got to make those calls. And um, and whether we're in the running game or, or passing game, there's certain calls you have to make to identify. And that way the whole line know which way to go. It's like synchronized swimming. Yeah. You got to be on the same accord. And on special teams, Coach, before we put a capper on uh, the UAPB game, uh, they averaged 37 yards on kickoff returns. Four for 148. You break that down, that's 37 yards per return. How do we improve that? Well, the biggest thing is, you know, we just have to cover um, and, uh, and make sure that we doing the right things and, and, and covering our lanes and uh, and doing the right things of, of tackling the ball carry when we get a chance, you know. But uh, the biggest thing is we just got to make sure that um, we're getting the ball tackled and uh, doing what we have to do um, and run with speed. Um, a lot of times we always talk about beating with speed. And uh, so that's some of the things that we worked on during the course of the bye week to make sure that the, the special teams and, and those categories get, uh, get taken care of uh, this week. And you said earlier in the show, for those who might have missed it, you worked quite a bit on that the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we did, Charles. And uh, we went live with some of it too, Charles. We we try to find the guys that can be able to protect uh, in the putting game and um, and also go down the field and make tackles on, on uh, kickoffs too as well. So, um, you know, but, you know, like I said, you know, it started off with the kick. Uh, we just got to make sure we're doing the right thing. So other than that, we did a lot of stuff to, to, to get the special team stuff uh, corrected. How was the trip home, Coach, from Pine Bluff? Uh, we stayed, obviously, well, no, we, we left because we had a high school game, but uh, how was that trip, you know, coming from behind? I'm sure that was a pleasant ride home. Charlie, I think everybody just went to sleep. <laughs> I think they, they were pretty much exhausted from that from that second half. Yeah. I wasn't going to say the first half because they didn't do nothing the first half. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they exhausted a lot of energy the second half, and I would say everybody was tired and uh after eating that, after eating that chicken and fish and stuff and ribs, I mean, I tell you, that was a fine dinner they ate after the game too, as well. And uh, also, too, like want to thank those those um, those uh, alumnus who sponsored the you know the halftime energy food to us too, Charles. That, I think that kind of kind of picked us up a little bit uh, for halftime with the um, with the peanut butter and oranges and things of that nature. So those things don't go unnoticed um, with this program. All the people involved with people that, that helps us. Um, to develop these young men and get them what they need to to um, to make this thing work. So I do want to thank those um, those fans. I tell you what, the point giving challenge that uh, all that money in the bucket with us scoring a bunch of points, especially in the second half, that added up as well. And that, that's a great thing too. I didn't I didn't really notice until probably the coming back from the central uh, game that that they was doing the point challenge stuff and. And the biggest thing about that, we just gotta score more points. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta score more points. And uh, I think that I thank the thank the people that, that started that, and and for the foundation, um, for the Tomorrow Club, and all that kind of stuff. We really appreciate all uh, the things that they're doing uh, to help help this program uh, along the way uh, to provide them with things that we need to do to to be successful. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Virgil joining us here on the Fred McNair program. Good evening, Virgil. How are you? Hey, good evening, Charles. How you doing? Virgil, Oliver, Atlanta. How you doing, sir? Oh, doing just fine. Doing just fine. Hey, Coach. Uh, great job you're doing with the team and everything. 
But I do have a question on that. Are we going to, uh, well, two questions. Are we going to blitz more on Grambling? Because Grambling is not going to play around with us. You know, we got kind of a little curse with them. So I just want to know how we're going to approach them in terms of this wonderful homecoming weekend. I don't know. I think what we're going to do is try to try to come out and play as hard as we can and uh, not to show our hands and the things that we're going to do uh, and make this a make this a very successful uh, game for us to win uh, for homecoming, uh, Virgil. Uh, you know, you don't want to don't want to show your hands before it's played. Uh, but we're going to do the things that the right way. I think Coach Thornton is working on some stuff to to kind of get to that get to that quarterback and and get to that little running back they got back there. So um, I think the defense is going to play really tough this game, and they know where, they know what's at stake here. That's the biggest thing. Uh, just having a meeting Understood. this morning. And, uh, with those so, Coach, what, what, what about our kicking? Are we improving on that? Yeah, that's what we worked on all the bye week. We worked on all corn the whole bye week. Special team, defense, and offense. Okay. Okay, I appreciate it, Coach. All right. All right, Virgil. And thank you, Charles. And, Coach, good luck on Saturday. I appreciate you, Virgil. Virgil, we appreciate you calling in. Virgil, Cedric Foster, Kermit, and Gwen calling in. We appreciate it. we got time for another call or two, 601-877-6595. But we'll get to the text and the tweets coming up and a Grambling preview coming up after this timeout here on the Fred McNair Show. It's important. <laughs> I surrender. I surrender. All right, pal. Hey, Dad, do we have a gun? What's up? We have a gun. Why do you ask that, kiddo? Can I play with it? No, absolutely not. It's not a toy. You know that. Anyway, I need it to protect you, your sister and mom. But what about the eight kids who get shot every day by mistake? Where'd you hear that? Where do you keep it? <laughs> it's hidden. I bet it's on the top shelf of the closet, under your sweatshirts. Is it loaded? Remember when I found my Christmas gift? You always told me to be curious. No. No, that's not what I meant. And when it's just me and Mom, I could use the gun to protect her. No, Justin, I promise I'm always here for you. But, Dad, you're not always here. Back to the Fred McNair program. You can uh, chime in 601-877-6595. You can text a question 601-348-7254. And you can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. Speaking of the Twitter feed, Coach Fred McNair, Andre Young tweets in in terms of kicking. Coach, we saw the place kicker kick the ball to the end zone during the North Carolina Central game. Have we gotten away from that? No, 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 we haven't. And uh, that's the thing that that we worked on during the course of the bye week as well is kicking the ball in the end zone. So he's capable of doing it. Um, all our kicks is normally except the sky kick supposed to go in the end zone. So we just got to make sure that he he's hitting the ball right. And I think he worked on that during the course of the bye week and just watching him kick uh, during the course of the bye week with a strong leg. I think we'll be able to do that. How would you assess the uh, punt and kickoff returns that we've had so far? I tell you what, uh, Manning just a uh, shoestring away from breaking one, Charles, and uh, I think that what we need right now is just that, just that extra second uh, of sustaining a block before we break one. And uh, this may be the weekend that, that we get one in um, on punt or kickoff return, Charles. 
Um, and on the injury front, uh, we got a text, 601-348-7254. Well, will Austin Bolton play on Saturday? Yeah, Austin been working this week. Um, he's been working this week, Charles, and uh, and things that well, Austin Bolton won't be playing this week because he out um, nursing a, um, a concussion. So Austin Bolton. Um, Austin Bolton will not be playing this week, so he's out nursing concussion. All right, uh, we, we got, got we got we got two Bolton. Yeah, <laughs> you get Jonathan and, and Austin. Jonathan and Austin. Yeah, it is completely understandable. Uh, from the Twitter feed, uh, Mr. T tweets, and of course, you know this is a big homecoming game, and you know, I heard coaches all the time say homecoming's not for the players until it's over. So the question for Mr. T: Will the team be staying on campus uh, or off campus to get away from the distractions? No, they'll be staying on campus. We we decided to just keep them on campus. We'll have them uh, monitored uh, during the course of the week. Um, they know what's in place, and and the biggest thing about this group of young men is here they they very dedicated and doing the things the right way, Charles. And uh, I think that what we have provided for them is uh, is an opportunity for them to to come out and play against a a real good Grambling team and uh, and have a good showing and uh, and things of that nature. But we're monitoring these guys very well, and um, just having a meeting with them this morning, and and they understand everything, Charles. They know they they know the 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 outcome of this game could be very severe. Uh, either way. Yeah, it's a huge, huge game in the Western Division considering what what has happened uh, over the last couple of days. Alexis Smith uh, tweets in, Coach, we have two D-line coaches. Have you thought about adding an offensive line assistant? Well, um, not right now. Uh, I think Coach Radden has been doing a great job of, 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 of handling old guys. He's the offensive line coach and the offensive coordinator, but he, he does a real good job with those guys. And I watch him coach him and during the course of practice, and, and the kids re- respond really well with him uh, in terms of what he's trying to get out of them. And uh, talking about the quarterback situation, we know what Felix did um, against uh, UAPB 368. And again, Alexis Smith of talking about the backup quarterback. You talked about that often on so far. Was that? You know, the backup position is very important. I think the backup position is more important than the starter. Uh, uh, because when the starter go down, you, you don't want to miss a beat there, Charles, as the backup. And I think we got two young men that really been battling, um, Octavius uh, Quinn and and Trey Lawrence. Um, they've been battling for that number two position, and and every day in practice, I see them grow uh, with the things that um, Coach Gray is, is presenting to them uh, at that quarterback position. We appreciate all the texts and tweets that have come in here on this Monday night. We'll try to squeeze in another one or two, and maybe a quick phone call. You give us a call, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-348-7254. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio, and Facebook, Charles Edmond. I know Facebook was down for most of the day, and uh, some people couldn't take it, including me. <laughs> and when Facebook goes down, what do you what do you do with yourself? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, man. But I think uh, it's back up and running as we speak. So, so, you know, I don't, I don't even have Facebook or Twitter. Really? I don't even fool around with it, man. You're not well, a social what, media what, person. What y'all use that for? Uh, <laughs> it's social media. It's, it's social. <laughs> well, see, the reason I don't have, I try to tell the players, why y'all need that? Uh, well, I, I don't have, why y'all need it? 
Well, if there is, you, you can reconnect with friends, connect with friends. There's some news and stuff out there. I mean, it, it is, it, it can go the other way, of course. The social media can be not such a good thing. But if, if it's done the right way, just like anything else, if it's used the right way, utilized the right way, uh, Facebook and Twitter can be a great thing. And I can share a story with you. And Cedric <laughs> Tillman, our producer, sitting over here, you can't see him. But I was scared, Coach. I was fr- No, not scared, frightened of social media because of all the negative stuff and how people can get on you on social media and can put put your stuff put your business out there and cedric tillman coming back from alabama state one year said charles just try it just try it and see what happens <laughs> and and on the drive home because i was driving back from montgomery he actually set up my facebook and twitter page in the car coming <laughs> coming back from alabama state a true story and uh you know what i'm like why didn't i do this sooner so, yeah, it can be a good thing if utilized the right way. Yeah, I have Twitter on the school phone, and that's, that's because of recruits and stuff like that. But uh, but on my personal phone, I don't I don't fool around with Facebook, Twitter, or nothing like that, man. I just, I'm just a, a call away or, or a dial away, you know. I just use the phone. Well, I can say this on my Twitter <laughs> page before we take a break. There have been some high school kids that I guess they see, and I put a lot of off-corn stuff on there. Uh, football stuff and highlights, whatever they kind of they they follow me. I guess because of all corn football and the success that we've had. That's awesome. That is awesome. We'll take a break here. Speaking of awesome, we're going to have an awesome crowd coming up on Saturday as Grambling rolls into town. We'll talk about it after this timeout here on the Fred McNair Show. It's not just the ships, the armor, or. The aircraft. It's something more. It's the will to fight and determination to win found inside each and every Marine that answers a nation's call. Battles won. It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. I can't wait to get back to the field trip for my school. Not having to think about putting on a mask. I really can't wait to get back to life, really. I miss all my friends. I miss taking pictures in school. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. COVID-19 vaccines are available, and they're the first step to safely getting back to things we miss most. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. Let's get right into it as Grambling rolls into town coming in here Saturday at 2 o'clock. By the way, Fred McNair got me right there. Fred McNair just slip one in on me. <laughs> got me. But uh, all right, let's talk about Grambling. Let's get down to business here. The G-Men roll in here. Uh, probably, and I put this post on Facebook the other day and just, just what the heck. Just throw it out there and see what people think about it. You know, which was the bigger upset? You know, Grambling beating Alabama A&M or North Carolina Central beating us. I mean, we were a 17-point favorite to beat Central. We know what happened there. You know, Valley won. Um, and Grambling, clearly a team that didn't score for two games against USM in Houston, struggled against Prairie View to score. Then they start this freshman quarterback, Noah Bowden. He was highly recruited. He was the best quarterback in the city of New York coming out of high school. And uh, Broderick Fobb said, what the heck, let's roll the dice. And uh, it paid off, 15 of 32 for 180 yards and three touchdowns. So he got the start, and they got the win. So let's talk about Grambling. What is it uh, that we got to worry about here? I, I tell you what, Charles, Grambling Grambling been very good. Uh, things they do, I think Coach Fan, uh, you got pregame meals coming up as well. So it's kind of tough. 
But um, just take us back to the old Henderson Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> get up get up in the morning time, go eat breakfast at 7 o'clock, and go to the stadium and get kick off at 11. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind having one of those games. Uh, <laughs> 11 a.m.? 11 a.m. kickoff. I mean, uh, we did in Arkansas one year. We did in Arkansas. Uh, I think my, please don't. Please don't remind my me. My rookie year of coaches, uh, uh, that 11 yeah. o'clock kickoff and – I tell you, it was just so close, Todd. But we we need to have one, Todd. Can you make it happen, Todd? Uh, no, I can't make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna make that one. You know what? That Arkansas trip, I can share that one. We had a game. Uh, we had a game in Pittsburgh that night. Had to pick up Cedric Tillman in Greenville and drove to uh, Little Rock, and we got there like at three o'clock in the morning. We got up like at six or seven. And of course, you know they had the they had folks lined up outside the stadium trying to deal with parking and all that. Yeah, like three hours sleep. Ge Geographic wise, Charles, no Vicksburg, Lawman. Yeah, Vicksburg, Lawman. Yeah, you got enough for the drive. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That, that was the drive I needed to make. I'm, 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 I must yeah, say, you can make that happen, Charles. <laughs> no, sir. No, how about the, how, the radio? Sound good in the morning time. Yeah, I, I, hey. <laughs> We'll 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 talk about that another day. <laughs> Finally, Coach, we'll uh, be looking at these games this week. You know, Valley Bethune, Southern, Texas Southern, and Arlington, big game there. South Carolina State, FAMU, big game there. Every team, 11 of them in a row coming up. We've had two bye weeks already, and uh, no more bye weeks until the end. And the biggest thing is, Charles, just making sure these young men's taken care of health-wise and uh, on this run. Uh, that's the biggest thing for us, and, and making sure we got bodies to, to practice and, and getting these guys out and getting them to the game, Charles. That's going to be the biggest thing. And another big thing, you look at the Wild Wild West. We're in the Western Division. Prairie View 3-0. We're 1-0. Southern's 1-0. Grambling 1-1. Texas Southern 0-1. And UAPB 0-2. Should be interesting here as we get into the meat of the season. Coach, we appreciate it. Let's go get them. Thank you, Charles, and go Braves. And as Emmanuel Barnes and Dean Bolden once said, and it's homecoming. <laughs> Should be a lot of fun. Two o'clock kickoff. It will be on ESPN+. Plus. Santoria Black will have a call of that game on Saturday. That'll do it for the Fred McNair program. We'll talk to you this time next Monday night. We'll recap the Grambling game, and then we head to Mississippi Valley. The Delta Devils, what about their win in the final seconds against North Carolina Central? Should be a lot of fun there as uh, Mississippi Valley, of course, in action. They play down in Daytona this week. So we'll be talking about Coach Dancy's team this time next week. Have a good one. Enjoy homecoming. We'll talk to you next Monday night. For our producers, Cedric Tillman and Jamario Brooks, Coach Fred McNair, Charles Edmond, have a good one. We'll talk to you next Monday night.